0: In 1940, Clarence Jordan founded Koinonia Farm in Americus, Georgia as a haven for racial unity and cooperation. In 1954, the Ku Klux Klan burned every building on the farm except Jordan's home. In the midst of the raid, Jordan recognized the voice of a local newspaper reporter The next day, the reporter showed up for a story about the arson while the rubble was still smoldering. He found Jordan in a field planting seeds. He said to Jordan, I heard the awful news of your tragedy last night, and I came out to do a story on the closing of your farm. Jordan just kept planting and hoeing. The reporter continued his prodding with no response from Jordan. Finally, the reporter said, You've got two PhDs, you've put 14 years into this farm, and now there's nothing left. Just how successful do you think you've been? With that statement, Jordan stopped hoeing. He said to the reporter, You just don't get it, do you? You just don't understand us Christians. We are about, what we are about is not success, but faithfulness. What we are about is not success, but faithfulness. That was the lesson that that man was telling the reporter. It was a lesson that Moses would need to learn, that Christians ought to be about faithfulness, not about success. In the passage we're going to read or to look at today, Moses is going to once again fail, not be successful at delivering the people of Israel from oppression by the state. But the question is why? Why does Moses fail in his mission to deliver God's people from oppression by the state? It's the same reasons we would fail. That leads us to a question. Why would God's people fail in their initial attempt to deliver God's people from their oppression by the state if they are properly equipped with God's authority and power, if they are bold in speaking God's truth to power, and they are obedient? If you remember last week, in order to be successful, to deliver people from oppression of any kind, but particular oppression that is reinforced by the state, one had to have the authority and power of God, they had to be bold in speaking truth to power, and they had to be obedient. And Moses was all three now, and yet he still fails in God's mission to deliver the people of Israel out of Egypt. Why is that? And Moses' failure is going to be the same reason why people today, the church, may fail in their initial attempt to deliver God's people in the midst of oppression by the state. Why would God's people fail in their mission? God's people who are equipped, bold, and obedient may fail in their initial attempt To deliver God's people from their oppression because those in positions of power may have had no personal experience with the living God. Verses 1 to 3. Afterward, Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, let my people go that they may hold a feast to me in the wilderness. And Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I do not know the Lord, nor will I let Israel go. No experience. So they said, the God of the Hebrews has met with us. Please let us go three days journey into the desert and sacrifice to the Lord our God, lest he fall upon us with pestilence and with sword. Now, why does Moses say in that last phrase, lest he fall upon us with pestilence or with sword? Why does does Moses say that to Pharaoh? Why does he do that? Well, he apparently believes that God is going to judge him if they don't obey his command. Moses believes that if we don't do what God told us to do, to go three days journey and to worship him, God is going to judge us. Why would Moses think that? Why would Moses think that God would fall upon the people of Israel with pestilence and with sword? You know why? Because if you remember last week when God told Moses to go to Pharaoh and tell him to let my people go, what happened to Moses on the way? He was seized by the Lord because he didn't circumcise his son. He was disobedient. And so Moses knew right off the bat that God was someone who was serious about obedience and he knew that because of his personal experience that he had with God on the way to Egypt to tell Pharaoh, let my people go. He also had an experience the God of the Hebrews has met with us. This was a personal experience that Moses had on Mount Sinai when God came down from heaven in, in the burning bush. It was a personal experience that Moses had. So here in his second response to Pharaoh, he's basing his answers on personal experience with the living God. And the author is showing this verse with verse two, who is the Lord that I should obey his voice? I do not know the Lord. He's showing that Moses is basing his knowledge of God based on personal experience, which Pharaoh had none. Which is the reason why Moses was unsuccessful in delivering the people of Israel out of Egypt was because the person in power had no personal experience with the living God. So if someone doesn't have a personal experience with the living God, why should I do what you as a representative of God say I should do in letting the people go? Did you ever have a conversation with people who don't have a personal experience with God and you try to talk to them about the Lord and it goes right over their head? There's a person that is on, um, he's on HBO on a Friday night, I'm not going to mention his name, but he is a person who is antagonistic to religion in general, and Christianity in particular, and will just mock Christianity. How can anybody believe the Bible? Anybody who believes a story that if a man was swallowed by a fish and was regurgitated on shore ha- should, should have to have their head checked because no person in their, in their right mind would believe such fairy tales. Anybody who believes that someone who died and was buried and rose again from the grave, are you serious? You know who, you know who says things like that? People who do, don't and never did have an experience with the living God. They won't do that. Pharaoh has no experience with the living God, and when you speak to people in power and they've really, really, they have reached some level of success, they're not going to listen to anyone that God sends their way, and it will keep them from relinquishing the power over the people, and they won't stop oppressing them. So one of the reasons why Moses failed in delivering the people of Israel out of Egypt was because those in positions of power had no experience with the living God. Number two, God's people who are equipped, bold, and obedient may fail in their initial attempt to deliver God's people from their oppression because those in positions of power may not accept the truthfulness of God's revealed word given to them by his representatives. Verses four to nine. Then the king of Egypt said to them, Moses and Aaron, why do you take the people from their work? Get back to your labor. And Pharaoh said, look, the people of the land are many now, and you make them rest from their labor. So the same day, Pharaoh commanded the taskmasters, they were Egyptian, of the people, and their officers, those were Israelite uh, individuals that were used to organize the Israelite workers. So the taskmasters of the people and their officers saying, you shall no longer give the people straw to make brick as before. Let them go and gather straw for themselves. Now the reason why they're using straw to make brick, it's like uh, iron bars in concrete. You put iron bars in concrete to make sure That it strengthens the concrete, keeps them from cracking and splitting. Straw functioned in the same way with brick in that time period. And you shall shall lay on them the quota of bricks which they made before. You shall not reduce it, for they are idle. Therefore they cry out, saying, let us go and sacrifice to our God. Let more work be laid on the men, that they may labor in it, and let them not regard false words clearly pharaoh doesn't believe the revelation that moses had given to him he didn't believe the words of god and whenever someone in power does not believe the revelation whether it's the written word or any kind of any other revelation that god decides to give people in power if they do not believe the words then they're not going to act One of the reasons why Moses failed in delivering the people of Israel out of Egypt was because those in positions of power refused to believe the revelation given to them by the representatives. It's a factor. Thirdly, God's people who are equipped, bold, and obedient... May fail in their initial attempt to deliver God's people from their oppression because those in positions of power often have no concern, no care, or compassion for the welfare of those being oppressed. Verses 10 to 14. And the taskmasters of the people and their officers went out and spoke to the people, saying, Thus says Pharaoh. Interesting. Usually in the Old Testament, when the prophets spoke, they would say, Thus saith the Lord. He says thus says Pharaoh what you're about to see is a new policy that is being implemented on the people a new law that's going to restrict their freedom thus says Pharaoh I will not give you straw go get yourselves straw where you can find it yet none of your work will be reduced so the people were scattered abroad throughout all the land of Egypt to gather stubble and the taskmasters forced them to hurry saying fulfill your work your daily quota as when there was straw. Also, the officers of the children of Israel, whom Pharaoh's taskmasters had set over them, were beaten and were asked, why have you not fulfilled your task in making brick both yesterday and today as before? That's the question they ask him. They're beating the Israelites and then they say, why are you not making the same quota as you did before? Does that sound like a question who was truly concerned about the well-being of those who were being oppressed? No, it was not. They didn't care about the people. All they care about was their quota, their own agenda, and those in positions of power will do that. If they are seeking a will that is contrary to the will of God as is here, that's what happens. Moses is going to fail in delivering the people of Israel out of Egypt because those in positions of power didn't have any concern or care or con- or compassion for the people who were being oppressed. We have leaders who don't care about the people. Why should they listen to any kind of instruction from God whom they have no experience with and don't believe the revelation? Fourthly, God's people who are equipped, bold, and obedient may fail in their initial attempt to deliver God's people from their oppression because... God's leaders, God's people, often place their focus on the hopelessness of their current situation, verses 15 to 19. Then the officers of the children of Israel came and cried out to Pharaoh, saying, why are you dealing thus with your servants? There is no straw given to your servants, and they say to us, make brick, and indeed your servants are beaten, but the fault is in your own people. But he said, you are idle, idle. Therefore you say, let us go and sacrifice to the Lord. Therefore go now and work, for no straw shall be given you, yet you shall deliver the quota of bricks. And the officers of the children of Israel saw that they were in trouble after it was said, you shall not reduce any bricks from your quota. It is interesting that the children of Israel are focused on their suffering, They're focusing on their pain, on their situation. The focus here of the Israelite foreman is not on what the Lord had said through Moses. It was not on the miracles that they had seen the Lord do through Moses and Aaron earlier on. It was on their present circumstances. And when God's people focus on their difficult circumstances, it is very difficult to respond positively to what God has said or is saying. That's what's happening here. The miracles that they saw when God when Moses had, uh, God had changed the, the rod into a serpent, when Moses took his hand out of his bosom and it became leprous, put it back in, took it back out, it was healed, put it back in. There was a sign of God's power, God was with them. But now they're suffering. And because they're suffering, their focus is not on what God had promised them, it's on their hurt. And they don't respond to what God is saying through Moses. One of the reasons why Moses failed in delivering God's people from their oppression by the state was because they were focused on their suffering. Fifthly, God's people who are equipped, bold, and obedient may fail in their initial attempt to deliver God's people from their oppression because God's people often blame God and his leaders for the hopeless situation in which they find themselves in. Verses 20 to 23. Then as they came out from Pharaoh, the officers, they met Moses and Aaron who stood there to meet them. And they said to them, let the Lord look on you, Moses and Aaron, and judge because you have made us abhorrent, literally stench in the sight of Pharaoh and in the sight of his servants to put a sword in their hand to kill us. It's your fault why we're in this situation. Last week I said, when God's people and God's leaders are bold, the, and they make a stand against oppression, particularly by the state, it's not only gonna affect the leader, it affects the others as well. When Moses goes before Pharaoh and says, let my people go, what was the result? Intensify the oppression. All of the people were affected by Moses going to Pharaoh at the Lord's command by saying, let my people go. So the effect of this is far-reaching, and we see that they blame Moses for it. This is your fault why we're in this situation, but Moses was being faithful to the Lord. Well, what did Moses do after getting blamed by the people? So Moses returned to the Lord and said, Lord, why have you brought trouble on this people? Why is it you have sent me? For since I came to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has done evil to this people, neither have you delivered your people at all. They're blaming God. They blame God's people. When God's people and God's leaders blame God and the people blame God's leaders, they're not going to respond positively to what God is saying and God is doing in the midst of it. It will be, no, be very difficult for them to respond in a positive way. So one of the reasons why Moses is unsuccessful in delivering the people of Israel out of Egypt is because oftentimes God's people and God's leaders will blame God for the situation. That's what's happening here. Sixthly, God's people who are equipped, bold, and obedient may fail in their initial attempt to deliver God's people from their oppression because of the pain and discouragement God's people often suffer as a result of ongoing abuse. Verses one to nine, chapter six. Then the Lord said to Moses, Now you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh. For with a strong hand he will let them go, and with a strong hand he will drive them out of his land. And God spoke to Moses and said to him, I am the Lord. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, as God Almighty, El Shaddai. But by my name, Lord, I was not known to them. I have also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land of their pilgrimage in which they were strangers. And I have also heard the groaning of the children of Israel, whom the Egyptians keep in bondage, and I have remembered my covenant. Therefore say to the children of Israel, I am the Lord, I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, I will rescue you from their bondage, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great judgments." I will take you as my people, and I will be your God. Then you shall know that I am the Lord your God, who brings you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, out of the oppression. And I will bring you into the land which I swore to give to Abraham and to Isaac and to Jacob, and I will give it to you as a heritage. I am the Lord. So Moses spoke thus to the children of Israel, but what was their response? They did not heed Moses. Why? Because of the anguish of spirit and cruel bondage. Optimism is often dashed by suffering especially ongoing suffering faith is often diminished by hardship because emotions play a powerful part in most human thinking and thinking can become increasingly increasingly pessimistic when any sort of pain continues unabated one of the reasons why Moses was unsuccessful in delivering god's people from state sponsored oppression was because of the anguish and the suffering that God's people were experiencing. It was affecting them and keeping them from responding to God in the right way. Finally, if God's people who are equipped, bold, and obedient, initially fail to deliver God's people from oppression, they must overcome personal discouragement and remain faithful and obedient to the assignment that God has called them to. Verses 10 to 13. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, go in, tell Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to let the children of Israel go out of his land. And Moses spoke before the Lord saying, the children of Israel have not heeded me. How then do you expect Pharaoh to heed me? For I am of uncircumcised lips. What's he doing? What's he doing? Lord, why did you choose me? He looks inward and starts blaming himself and his lack of ability and his lack of giftedness for the reason why he's not successful. But that's not why he's not successful. It wasn't his fault. It had nothing to do with him. It was Pharaoh, the one who was in power. It were the people of God responding to the the adverse circumstances that were affecting his effectiveness to be successful in ministry. Moses had to learn that it wasn't his fault here. It was other factors that are at play. He was thinking of himself as someone who was not successful in what God had called him to do. But what did God say in response? Verse 12. Verse 10, and the Lord spoke to Moses saying, go in, tell Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to let the children of Israel go out of his land. And Moses spoke before the Lord saying, the children of Israel have not heeded me, how then shall Pharaoh heed me, for I am of uncircumcised lips? The Lord said, then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron and gave them a command for the children of Israel and for Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to bring the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. That's how he responds. He doesn't even address Moses' concern. What is he saying with that? He's saying, I want you and and Aaron to go back and do what I said for you to do. Don't be concerned about whether you success or fail. Be faithful. Be faithful. That's the key. True success is being faithful to God even when you're apparently failing in ministry. There's a a saying by Woodrow Wilson, 28th President of the United States. He said, I would rather be a part, or I would rather fail at something that I know, at a movement that I know will eventually be successful, than be successful in a cause or a movement that will inevitably fail. We are a part of the church of Jesus Christ. And though there may be at times when it looks like we're not doing well, We are ultimately a part of a movement, no matter what happens, that ultimately will be victorious. Our job as the Church of Jesus Christ is to be faithful to that. Because when we're faithful to God in a movement that's already victorious, you and I will be faithful, we will be successful. That's what the man at the beginning of the story, when, someone bur- when the Ku Klux Klan burned down his shed, when are you going to realize it's not about success? It's about faithfulness. Moses had to learn that. It's about faithfulness. On November 19, 1990, Newsweek ran an article titled, Letters in the Sand, a compilation of letters written by military personnel to family and friends in the States during the Gulf War. One was written by Marine Corporal Preston Coffert, He told a friend, we're talking about Marines, not Boy Scouts. We all joined the service knowing full well what might be expected of us. He signed off with the motto Semper Fi, which is Latin for always faithful. Always faithful. No matter what. No matter what. No matter what you may be going through. You may be going through a season in your life where things aren't going the way you planned, the way you hoped. You may not be successful in the world's definition of what is success is. But our job is to be faithful in the midst of whatever you're going through. We need to be faithful as a church going forward. No matter what comes our way and no matter what the church faces, we are called to be faithful. And if we are faithful, we know we will be successful because the movement of which we are part of has already won. Jesus has conquered all, and he's coming back again to make all things new. Let us pray together. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. Lord, we do know that we're living in difficult days and difficult times. Uh, it was difficult for Moses, for sure, and the calling and the responsibility that you had placed on him. And though, Lord, we may not be called to deliver your people from a nation but we do have a calling to be faithful to the call that you have given to us, no matter what that might be. And we pray, Lord, that you would help us to be faithful to that call, even in the difficult times in which we live. And when things don't look well, when things aren't going well, when we look at our society and, and, and we see like we're losing Help us to understand and know that we are a part of a movement of a cause that is far greater than ourselves, that is far greater than the fallen world in which we live. Help us to be faithful to you, to use the gifts and the talents that you have given to us to bring glory and honor to your name, to minister to the hearts and the sorrows and the pains of those who are being oppressed, to give them hope, And when we see that we are not successful in the way that we would like when we do such things, when we are faithful to you, help us to know, Lord, that we need to be like Moses and to be faithful to your call, knowing that you have already won and that we are truly successful when we remain faithful to you. Lord, hear our prayer this morning. Give us strength to be faithful to you, both today, every day, for the rest of our lives. We ask this, Lord, in Jesus' holy name. Amen.